Hello, hello, and welcome to the uh, should-be-award-winning Beehive Jive. <laughs> <laughs> we're a beekeeping podcast from London. Uh, we're Paul and Tracy, and we just chat about our bees. I really screwed that up, but we're not going to do it again. No, you didn't screw it up. We should be award-winning, damn it. <laughs> well, I'm hoping people can't miss over, just forget to hear the should-be and just award-winning. We'll make an award, just give it to us. I'll give you an award. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't want you knitting me a jumper. You're so mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) Knitting a jumper with a little bee on the front. (laughs) Right, okay, we started well. We're going downhill now. Um, So, um, yeah, so we're reporting live from London where it's currently uh, 30 degrees Celsius, which is hot in American. I don't know what Fahrenheit is, but it's hot. And, yeah, um, yeah, we've had a great summer, haven't we, so far? Endless, you say endless great. Sun. Oh, here we go. But <laughs> I just I remind know. everyone, right? You moan as you're Australian. <laughs> you moan how cold it is all the time. And now you've had a heat wave and now you're moaning. I've loved it, I have to say. There have been days where I've had to actually kind of, it's like the weirdest kind of deja vu. I feel like I'm in Australia. And it's a nice feeling, but it's also a feeling of terror because I think, what am I? Where well, am I? Worrying a spider's going to bite you. Well, yeah, a snake's going to chase me. Um, <laughs> so it happens. Um, so, you know, I I have loved the summer. I've loved the heat, but I don't think it's been a good summer for the bees. Really? No, I don't think that. We've had some weird things happen. We've had some really weird things. It's but there have been, uh, I mean, well, way before summer started, I mean, we were having some really weird weather patterns. We had a bad winter. Really bad and a winter. Terrible spring. It was just the wettest on record. Yeah, and, and yet they came through really well. Yeah, I was, I mean, as you know, honey is important to me um, from my beekeeping. So I just kind of thought, well, um, you know, they've uh, they've come through winter. Uh, at least they're alive. Don't expect any honey. And then I got masses of honey in spring, and I thought, well, wait, well, hey, this is going to be good. Maybe yeah. what they needed was. <laughs> Maybe what they needed was to freeze, you know, over winter. Obviously, they don't freeze. But um, so, yeah, I... No, yeah, you, you, yeah maybe they need to be here, locked yeah. in in the winter, have a proper winter. Yeah. With a... That's right. ...cluster and... That's right. ...chill yeah. out. Yeah. But weird things started happening around... June. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, the end... Of, it, from the end of April, even. Well, we had this, this synchronised super procedure, didn't you? So I, I, yes. had, I had two new queens raise themselves, which were nice. I saw them, nice, big, fat, juicy queens. Yeah. Uh, and the next week I went in and they'd both superseded at the same time. And I said that to you and you said, I might have just done the same yeah. thing in the same time frame, yeah. which was odd. And, I mean, I don't know about yours, but mine were queens. I'd So I'd split the hives mm. to prevent swarming. No, I hadn't done that. I had, I because I, I couldn't do it this year because of my broken bone. How so is broken bone? It's getting there. Just got to stay away from my big dog. <laughs> Don't let big it break dog. any more, do- any more bones. Roller skates. <laughs> yeah, stay exactly. away from anything that breaks. Yeah, cross-country skiing. Um, so, um, so oh, what was I saying? You were saying was, that you didn't split your bees. I So they started swarming and I split them. Well, they started swarm preparation. Right. I split them, okay? Managed it all fine, you know, no dramas with the trusted polynuke method. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, had raised uh, some really great new queens. They were laying beautifully, nice brood pattern, sealed brood, etc., etc. Came back about four weeks later. The queens are gone. 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 Yes, why? So they dis well they disappeared, but there was supersedure cells. So I thought, well, okay, there must have been something. I just assumed they bumped them off. I don't know where they go, but okay. So then it. So that was the first time it happened, and then the subsequent queens, which were raised, also disappeared. Might have gone to see my apiaries like the Bermuda Triangle for queens. They just keep disappearing <laughs> left, right, and centre, and. So that was the second lot gone. And so that's just happened now. As you can tell, I'm quite angry about when did, this. When did they, sorry, when did they supersede? Well, the first lot superseded Same time as mine. Yeah. So when did the second lot supersede? Just just now, in July. Oh, wow. Don't yeah. tell me that. I've not looked at mine. Mine are nice and relaxed and chilled out. I'm going to have to go back now and they'll all be gone. But see, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I really want to know what's going on. I don't, I don't understand it. Also, in one colony, there was a break in brood rearing. Now, is it the heat? Have my hives got too hot? I don't know. They stop laying sometimes, don't they? I've never seen it before. Haven't you? All right. She's got to see something. I've never seen Well, I mean, look. There are lots of things I haven't seen in beekeeping, so, you know. Um, I've had that where they stop laying, and after about two weeks, you think, oh, okay, I might have to reunite them with a, another hive, and you go back and you see, oh, there's eggs. Okay. So that's what this was. Just the brood break. box was so light, I took all the supers off. This is a colony I'd taken, I don't know, six supers at that point. And, in fact, it was more than that. But anyway, so then I, I was, you know, unstacking them, got down into the brood thinking I'll check them. I don't check them every time I inspect them at this time of year. Went into the brood. I was horrified. The brood box was so light. There was just, you know, these kind of combs, these, these frames of comb just empty, or so I thought. But then when I took it into the light and I could see properly mm. this hive is in the shade i could see properly it was full of eggs and and young larvae well do you know what i got my bee bag now what's a, a bee high powered torch in my bee bag <laughs> for exactly that problem now it's my new gadget for the what, year like a searchlight yeah, yeah it is <laughs> a little bat symbol on it <laughs> <laughs> well i wish i'd had one it's of really those good for I needed it. it's like a usb chargeable but it's really mm. high lumen turn it on it's a bush I mean, I never have any problems seeing eggs, but it was just, anyway, the the point Sorry. of the story <laughs> being, being that I would like to know what's happening with queens this year because I have read stuff on Dave Cushman's website, um, entries that have been written by Roger Patterson, which say weird things are happening with queens, not just this year, but in the last kind yeah. of 10 years. He does talks on that. Mm, does he? I've never yeah, heard yeah. one of those. Probably so how about you? After your synchronized swimming, did you have anything else happen? Um, well, no, not really. I've, I've I've just been raising lots of queens. Oh queen, well, okay. Queen wearing. That's piece, fine for you then. Piece of cake, it? mate. <laughs> no, that um, it's weird because I, I I set a heart aside. I kind of split the apiary into two. Don't one one group of uh, hives. You're going to make honey because. I have, well, I've actually made honey this year, <clears throat> so I'm not in trouble with the wife anymore. She's very happy. <laughs> she sees the point of it. She's been very patient. She's been very patient. Uh, so I split into queen, into queen rearing, and which is basically all nukes, and then um, honey production, which are all wooden hives. And 
bizarrely, I've got more honey out of the nukes, infinitely more honey out of the nukes than I got out of the wooden hives. The wooden hives have been weird. The, the functional hives of the queens are there, they're laying, but they, they're just, I don't know, I think because it's so hot, it's, there's no rain, there's a very le- low nectar flow. Yes, that's that's true. You're saying like you're the, th- the third down on last year. Yes, two-fifths to be Oh, two-fifths. Exact. <laughs> one one so. way of abacus earlier. <laughs> it's because you all accuse me of not being good at maths. So I know two-fifths is not exactly maths. But anyway, um, I because my I, I took quite a lot of honey off um, at the end of June and went back at the beginning of July expecting there to be more and there wasn't. So this is, I mean, I've been five years in that location. Mm. There's always, you know, two or three um, harvests to be taken and there was none anyway, so I completely freaked out. Um, And I asked lots of other beekeepers in our area and they all said, we think the flows ended first week in July. Wow. So that is, that's a bit of a shocker. For me, so I, I think obviously the heat's affected the flow. It's rained recently. Have you seen a pickup? Too little, too late. <laughs> oh dear, it's just not good enough. Um, I'm going to go back to Australia. Uh, so, you know, I think I think the heat really has affected the flow, and I think it's also affected queens. I, that's my theory anyway. Except in your case, they're my grain. Where everything is just great. No problems at all. <laughs> Um, I guess why only... is that? Why, why are yours not affected by the heat? I'm just lovely. Do you go around there and give them air conditioning? Yeah, I give them. I, I give them a little porch. I put little chairs out. They go out and sit out there. <laughs> now I don't know. Um, I have been managing a lot of nukes this year, so I've been managing poly nukes. I've got most. At one point, they were all on two extenders. I, I, later on, I kind of wonder why I just didn't put them in a full size hive because it's basically what they were—a full size hive, just really thin. <laughs> so, um, and I kind of—I've I've learned some things from that. So I've learned that um, when you run polynukes with two extenders, uh, the top extender is almost cemented on, but it's propolized on. They're very difficult to get off. So uh, I've now <laughs> got a big jar of Vaseline or petroleum jelly, depending where you live. Uh, and I go around and I put in all the, put it around the seams just to stop it sticking. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to stick things together. Yeah, don't they? Uh, well, especially the polyhides because they're, they're, when they're really stuck, I've chipped a couple of the edges just trying to get it off the hive tool because metal and polystyrene don't really mix that well. So, and the other thing I've realised is that they get really tight. So all mm. those top brew boxes just all full of honey. So whenever I tried, whenever I tried to, you shouldn't wave your hand across the microphone. It's not good. Hmm? I was talking my hand. Oh, right. the <laughs> um, yeah. So you, um, so you got this weird. When they get tight. Get really tight to get the honey out. So you're trying to take the, trying to take the comb out and it's just, it's, it's they seem to kind of shrink, honey. don't they? Well, I've, I've got ones where the lids, I have to put bricks on them because they don't, fit yeah well the, the other thing i've got is is <clears throat> i seem to have picked up a, a trait in my bees is they're very sticky they like propolis yeah I, I don't really want to i don't know why but i don't really i do know why. i don't want to breed that out of them because 
there's lots of evidence that shows propolis in hives is really good for them. Yeah. So these are propolis envelopes. So I, I kind of like it. Yeah. But I use those Hoffman frames and they build propolis between the edges. Yes. And, and what, they, what all they're doing is they're just pushing the frames out. So you spend a lot of time scraping project yeah. propolis off the edges. And then it's amazing. Like I'll go through a you know, six frames and I'll scrape it all off. And they don't like it. They get really annoyed when you start scraping their frames. And you drop them back in the hive and it's loads of space then. You'll get another frame. Yeah. It's, just, it's amazing how much space they take up just by They really do. Doing that. And then it all then it all melts in the heat. Yeah. I'm gonna keep coming back to that, aren't I? But they, I mean, so but the the polyneuk stuff's been really good. It's just this mm. year I I have you know, trying to think how many I've almost run out of equipment because I've got so many bees now. And because I've got half of it. Yeah, yeah, you got it out on long term lease, but um, but really, I mean, this year I've really because I've, I've most I've managed most of my bees in poly hives just for queen rearing. Mm. I've learned loads about poly hives just using them. So that trick about the Vaseline is very useful. Um, I'm going to buy poly supers now, which I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed by because we were taking the piss out of poly supers. Like, Why well, do you I need poly supers? And I admit, I admitted it in my. In my blog post, we were mocking poly supers, but yeah. I'm going to get some at the honey show. I'm going to the honey show this year, so we're, I'm going to go to the paint stand and pick up a couple of um, because they just they're really good. I, I mean, I use foundationalists, so one of the ways I control keep them in the poly nukes mm. queen rearing is I keep I, I'm almost always removing frames of brood just to keep the population down, and I replace it with um, foundationalist frames and. It's hard sometimes to tell which ones you put the foundation, the, the empty frames in, because they're all drawn out. They draw, they've drawn them out every week. Mm. So I've got so many frames now, <laughs> but it's a good, good problem to mm. have. Um, and the other thing I kind of started doing with foundationless is I use, um, so my frames, you think of a frame, um, I put um, barbecue, bamboo barbecue skewers, um, hor- um vertically so i put two vertically between the frames and i put um tongue depressors this is my idea if you go onto the apris.com blog one of my favorite blogs it's there's a whole article there how how he does it so i just copied that works really well but what i found is now when i start drawing drawing, drawing out from um, drone comb and i don't want those drones they're not from queens i want to breed from um, i just get a knife and chop them out and then drop the frame back in so I was constantly just emptying drone mm. comb out of these frames. So that kept them busy all year rebuilding that drone comb. But it, it was really good for my – I've been doing alcohol washing. It's been really good for my varroa control as well because mm. I'm just constantly taking varroa out. So I've, I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed the poly stuff. I think um, I've learned my lesson really, which is not to go to three extenders, at which point it's just dumb. You might as well put it on. You put it in a, <laughs> on a double, double – double box but it's true that if you want if you want some comb drawn some foundation drawn they're crazy the best place to do it is in an extension over a new it's amazing it honestly i've never seen anything so quick and if you leave it there for too long they'll fill it with honey in the next week yeah you know well that was my problem i was i was using to draw out comb for queen Mm. so i I, I, I I need lots of i need drawn comb to put new queens on and um 
yeah, that was my problem is if you left it you know, like two weeks, it's full of capped honey. It's like, bastard, stop it. <laughs> so, um, so this year, so next year, my plan is you know, I'm going to put queen excluder, poly supers, and then I can just keep, I'll just keep extracting that. I just constantly extract for about a year. Yeah. Cause I use foundationless, um, super frames as well. Mm. So I could just do, cut it out. You know, cut Have them. you ever extracted any of yeah. those? And they're okay. They no don't problem. come apart. No. I was extracting foundation of these brood frames for the honey this year. Two weeks wow. ago. In my little shed. Oh, we forgot to say that. You now have a bee shed. I have a bee shed. So you followed the... The honey shack. The honey <laughs> <laughs> You've got to give it a name, haven't you? Shame it's dark. I'd go and take a picture. You have to take a picture and we'll put it on the <laughs> podcast. Did you follow the tried and tested way of getting a bee shed by just leaving all your bee stuff in the hall? Absolutely. Yeah. Well... Paul, look around you. It's it's still <laughs> look at all those jars. Look at those oh, are they stacks. Ja- are they They're jars? jars. That's how many jars I would normally fill. All oh, right, we've got lots less for next year. I know. Sadly, so what's, what's that? What are those bags over there? So you can't know. This is really bad podcast. I'm pointing at things and saying, "So what are those bags over there?" Those bags which say "honey." I can't see the honey. That's dog food. That's dog food. for my dog, honey. <laughs> you were confusing me then. No, it does. It says honey on it. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I can see it now. I've stretched my head over the table. So you, that is the tried and tested way of getting a uh, yeah. a bee thing, or or start by if you know start by motorcycle magazines. That's another good one. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, um, but it's been it's been nearly ten years of stuff leaving your shit around in the, the house. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I've got a great new shed. Yeah. I'm really right. excited. It's nice. I like your beachhead. I'm going to go and live up there. Everyone needs a beachhead. Oh, I love it. See the it's winter, amazing. be up there making frames. I know. I'm actually going to get my work done, like get my preparation done. Bring my lovely cedar hives inside over winter. No. It's not that big, is it? Um, but uh, I've, I've actually decided this year I'm going to overwinter all of everybody on poly hives. All right. Not not cedar so when are you going to move them i've started so you're going to move them back in cedar when the season kicks off yeah so i i don't actually know the answer to this question but like what are the not thermal properties that's the wrong thing but like polystyrene must, mm-hmm. is a good insulator it's got isn't air, it it's got more air in it that's why so it must be good for heat as well as cold yes right that's what i thought so that's why i started moving them over um yeah 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 only thing i always find poly poly yeah i've never i've never done poly highs but poly new because quite often you'll see um that on the the perspex it's not perspex the the transparent yeah crown boards they get really wet yeah so you you're you're an expert at polys how do you stop that happening because over winter yeah they do get a real well I have experienced real condensation problems with them and like condensation so bad that it drips on the cluster. Yeah, yeah, that's why I had. Yeah. You could see the water running. That'll kill them, yeah. Oh, thanks. (laughs) No, no, I've I've lost polynukes. I've got a dozen polynukes up there all running in the winter. (laughs) Well, it's easy. All you have to do is get a piece of cardboard. All right. And and put it on top like like you would a quilt on any other hive. And it, like it worked for me last year, 
Um, but I, I don't know. I find when the weather's really cold that, I mean, they do better, don't they? I think mm. bees do better in really cold weather. Um, I think that's right. But certainly the, the poly hives, it, it just put a piece of cardboard, cut it to just, you know, fit on top of the crown board. Because you went all poly, didn't there was a point where? There was a point when I went all poly and then I rejected it. I said no to poly. Why? Uh, just because I don't like using it as much. No, no, I'll give you that. Wood, wood's got a better feel to it's it. It's just got a better vibe or something. Makes a nice sound. <laughs> makes that cracking sound when you break the seal. Yeah, when you break the hive. Which I love, um, but I'm sure the bees hate. Yeah. Oh, Are you stop well, doing that? Cause we, we, we've spent ages propolising that. Propolising, absolutely. Um, but I am coming back to it because I had I came through winter with some really dirty hives. I would dirty say hives. dirty hives, <laughs> the dirty little things. I've never seen such dirty hives in spring as I had up after this whoa, winter. Whoa, whoa, dirty, why? Oh, just, just uh, there'd obviously been too much condensation in there. Um, just everything looking just black and greasy, and I mean it, the, the bees were fine. It sounds okay. like there was something wrong with the bees, but the bees torch? were okay. Yes, and I've got a blowtorch. I have got a blowtorch. I I love the blowtorch. I mean, it's great. See, that's the thing I like about wooden hives is cleaning them so much easier. Um, yeah, poly, poly. Well, I found cleaning them when they're cold is good. So I wait until the winter, mm. get my hive tool out, leave them outside, bring them in my bee shed and just scrape it all off because it all the propolis and wax comes off really easily. Yeah. And then I just bleed it and then I just wash it down with... Soda crystal. I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not particularly meticulous about cleaning them. I clean out all the, all this dog. I, I clean out any, any dead bees or any debris, but I know people try and soak them in water. And so I just don't bother. I think, you know, if your bees can't handle a little bit of dirt, you probably don't want them. Well, the, the, I think the advice is that you're supposed to submerge them in a solution of bleach or something. I mean, I'm sorry, what, what are you supposed to put them in? Have an outdoor bathtub or something, yeah, jacuzzi yeah, but, to put your poly hives in. Yeah. Someone's going to... I didn't bother. No, well, I I don't, but I do I do scrub and scrape them yeah. with soda and I do then, if it's a colony where they've had poo problems <laughs> on the inside, I've had a, quite a lot of poo problems this year. Really? What, yes. Bees or you? Just that's just the bees. <laughs> um, then I will bleach it. I get I get bleach and just put bleach okay. on it. And I'm I don't know. I I I'm saying this, and I know it's not the no 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 I don't either appropriate way of doing it. I'm just saying what I do because only, I love my my poly nukes. I only clean my nukes to make it easier for me because if I leave all that stuff on there, mm. it's harder to close them up and. I don't think the bees care. It's a it's a it's a box with a hole in it. I think they're quite happy. Yeah, that Obviously, that hole is great. They died of some nice. sort of disease. Yeah, I'd yeah clean like a lunatic, but generally, yeah, they, they haven't. But I mean, you know, I haven't really worked out. I haven't worked out the, and I'm talking about like full size hives here. I'm not talking about polynukes. I haven't worked out what the benefits of poly versus wood are i mean i've got some experience i'm i'm not an expert in anything about beekeeping I think so they're cheaper they are lot, oh, well lot, they're a lot, lot cheaper. cheaper they're a lot cheaper I yes mean, for one wooden hive you could probably buy four, four absolutely four poly hives all the floors roofs everything yeah 
They're a lot cheaper. And pain seldom you get everything, two supers, a feeder. How much is that then? I can't remember. I bought mine quite a few years ago. but yeah. I mean, I know when I look in when I first started, I think. Mm. 40 pounds for a wooden box that's just the box that's not even the floor the floor's another mm. 40 and then you've got the roof's another 40 it's all 40s and then you could buy it you know you could buy a whole polynuke floor yeah. boxes everything for sort of 90 pounds well I bought a wooden travel screen for a <laughs> did, did the shop have a lookout <laughs> sorry <laughs> see you coming do you know <laughs> how many times have you used a wooden travel screen never never, never. no I've got loads of because I you know, used to buy nukes, I, I got loads of poly travel screens that I only use them to drive my car from the shop that I bought them from. I've got them in, they're in my garden, they're sitting there, loads of them. I've got about eight or nine of them stacked See, up. I do use I do use the poly travel screens. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I well, I mean, if I'm, I mean, I never move my bees far, so I probably don't need to. No. But I like to think I'm doing things by the book. But, like, I bought one for a full-size colony, a full-size cedar national hive, and it was £20 for this one travel screen. Now, if you convert that into poly currency, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, you can buy the whole hive for that. Well, you can buy a polynuke a for not much more. And I, and I also think... Well, I know they overwinter better on poly. Yeah, see, that's interesting. I they need to read out, some they stuff. They come out of winter a lot better on poly, I think. But see, this is my my thing that I'm going to try again this year. Last year, I accidentally discovered that the ones that I overwintered in nukes with extensions. You loved that, didn't you? I loved it. They they did. They came out better with more brood. And monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but I just think that's because they're a smaller cluster. Yeah. So they're in a warmer box. Yep. And they're a tight they're in a chimney aren't they yep and they like that don't they yeah and i i I found yeah i yeah i just find them when they get too big in nukes that when you got them like triples it's just hard they just it took took, took me longer to inspect that than the just normal double i mean i do double brood right so Mm. wooden double brood you can inspect that in sort of five minutes yeah. You crack the top box open and look at the bottom, see if you can see any queen cells. No, you can get, go through the bottom box, close it. Yeah. No, three is three extension. Well, yeah. three. Yeah. I was just showing off. I had one or four, but it, it started to look a bit dangerous. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> it looked like it was going to fall over. Yeah. You. <laughs> it was starting to sway a bit, and I thought, well, maybe not, because it was heavy as well. Do you remember? I, I do actually have one polynuke, which is on three. And, okay, I'm going to admit something really, really bad here. Should I? No. Is that the one that doesn't really frames in it? <laughs> that was the beginning of the year. Do you remember that time you came and inspected yes. my bees and, and I it opened, was like opened up hot the, as hell opened up, and you were yeah. in a really bad mood? <laughs> I wasn't in a bad mood. I was just hot. <laughs> you were hot. And I, I opened up your nuke, one of your nukes, to discover there was no frames in it at all. Not There were one. some frames. No, there wasn't. They were underneath all, the brace comb. It was all in wild comb. So you're saying you've got that on three boxes. No, you put three boxes yeah, on but we put, Didn't we put a queen excluder on it to get them on? So you got, you've got... It's on three. What, are, they, are they on my extenders? One is your extender. It's a red <laughs> one. It's a red one. All right. So you've basically got a triple nuke with no frames full of bees. It has got frames in it. You put yeah. it has got frames in. Yeah, but it hasn't got enough frames to it. So it's a bit of a mess then. It's an 
complete mess. It's so much of a mess that I haven't been able to face. Do you just leave it alone? What do you do with it? I just leave it there. Have you inspected it? Yeah. And they weren't very nice, so I thought, oh. Well, no, they're not very nice. You've given them They've gone them. feral, that's why. No, I mean, I I actually, you do you know what I did a couple of weeks ago? Oh, you're going to be so impressed. I did sugar rolls, sugar shakes. I know, I gave you the kit. I know, but I did, did it. Did you use it? I did it. It's not just kind of sitting in here along with the rest of my stuff. How did you find sugar rolls? In? Now, let's get back to Polly. Let's do Polly first. Oh, okay, Polly, Polly. So I think they're cheaper. They overwinter better. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I think the other benefit of Polly, and we'll talk about later about like, the two one nukes I've been using, is big equipment manufacturers now are sort of going to start coming up with really some quite cool ideas of what they can do with poly nukes because they're e- easy to fabricate. So they, they just create a mold and build it. So I'm using those, uh, the two, I wrote a review on our website. You can go there, beehivejoy.com slash something. Um, Actually, got to, I've got to have to make that URL now, haven't I? But, um, you know, they've got a six-frame nuke with two entrances either side and a divider in the middle, and they make brilliant, mating, absolutely amazing mating nukes. And that's poly nukes. And they're cheap. They're the same. And you take the board out, and now it's a six-frame nuke. If that was a wooden nuke in this country, it would be 60, 70 pounds. Mm. Well, they are wooden nukes. Six. So I think they're cheap. I think they're, they're a bit more innovative. The things I don't like about them is... Once you buy a brand of Polynuke or Polyhive, you're kind of stuck with that brand because you can't mix and match the kit, can you? See, see, okay, so that's interesting because I didn't know that because I've only ever bought Polynukes from Payne's. Right, but if you go and buy a Polynuke from Maisymore, yeah, they're a different size. Yes. So the only the only equipment that fits on a Payne's Polynuke is a Payne's. Yeah. Maisymore site did the two in one nukes work with the Maisymore kit. I think, I don't know why, maybe Maisymore make it for it, but generally they, they're not they're not interchangeable. Whereas a wooden box, you know, I don't know, I wouldn't use any floor, any queen, it's because they're the same dimensions. Mm. So that's that's the bit I don't like about Polly. You're kind of, you're stuck with a brand you buy. I mean, I've got, I'm slightly addicted to Polly. I've got three different, four different models of Polly, but. I use two in ones of queen rearing. I use amazing more ones. I put my breeder queens in just because they're narrow. They're quite mm-hmm. narrow and I can put them between production lines. And if everything else, I use the pains ones because I like the, the pains ones are bigger. Mm. Uh, and then I use um, some license ones for queen rearing. So I think, um, um, yeah, that's what irritates me about it. There's no, I mean, I don't think they can ever fix it, but there's no standards. Sort of dimensions for poly. So you don't have a favourite. You you've just kind of got different ones for different purposes. Um, they all have strengths in terms of yeah suiting different purposes. Well, I bought the Maisy one more ones because they're they're thinner because they don't have the internal feeder the Pains ones do. Yes, but is it true that Pains are bringing out? They a- have a new Langstroth one. looks looks quite cool. So see, that's what I wish. I'd we have done. to we have to go up there and have a look. But um, it looks like the internal feeder is removable, so you can convert right. it to an eight frame. New, yeah, should be very very useful. And then the roof has a kind of if you see a if you you see on their website the, on the Langstroth the roof the poly roof has a kind of indent in the roof. 
which if you put an extender over the top of it, acts as an entrance. So right. you can now stack them up as separate hives. So wow. You, so you imagine you get one entrance one way, so you can actually tower, tower them. I dream of having that many bees that I would have to stack them up. I'm stacking mine up. Oh, you can come and look, I'll show you. That's just because I can't be bothered to put another stand out. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yes, yeah, so I think they're, they're, they're cheap, they really get innovation. Um, they really do overwinter well because I'm just thinking they're mm. thermally better. It's just once you go with one brand of pollen, you're kind of stuck with it unless if you mm. buy five or six nukes. Especially if you're using, like me, I use all the, I use the extenders and different sort of bits you can add on it, feeders. Once you do that, you can't, you really do invest in a system. You end up with loads of it. Mm. But I do, I mean, I love pollen nukes. I'm, Absolutely obsessed by them. They're so, they're so, for <laughs> me too. They are so useful. I think they're the most useful thing you, oh, yeah. you can have up your sleeve. I mean, you can do anything with them, yeah. pretty much, bee wise. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's those feeders in the panes, polynukes that I, I mean, everyone acknowledges they're not great. And I don't actually know anyone who Pain-use, uses them. Do they? Yeah, yeah. So every time, if you ever buy a nuke from Paints, the internal feed is used. They were. I mean, you can use them. The reason most, a lot of people, a lot of people I know, I don't want to say most, because I don't know, a lot of people I know who've got them don't like putting liquid in them. But I kind of think, think of it now, I don't see why I wouldn't. I put I put fondant and pollen patterns in Yeah, I in stuff there. fondant in the, mm. in the winter. It works really well. But see, um, it, it used to be that they... They didn't. Uh, they didn't have. You know, you can get that queen excluder. Yeah, that goes between that, that no. and the, all the just the kind of block. Yeah, you can blocks exclude the queen from the feed. You never used to be able to do that. in The early ones. Mm. Mm. Just hope she never went in there. Which rarely did. So see, that's what I'm thinking: is poly for overwintering. Okay. And, I mean, I I didn't even know that it broke. I dropped that super today. Mm. Yeah, it broke. Full yeah. super and it broke. The um, poly super broke. Bees to fix, they just glue them back together. Mm. I'm always gluing them back together. Grilla glue is great. So that's my plan. Okay. Poly over winter. So so sugar, tell me your adventures with sugar rolls then. Okay, I love it. Did I you? just love it. What, what do you love about it? It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> People look at you and wonder what the hell you're doing. Like, she's being so cruel to those bees. Um, no, that's not something I love, but I, d- I did think it was fun. And did the kit work? Yes, absolutely. And, and I have to say the quality of powdered sugar, as they call it in the States, is much better than the icing sugar I bought here, which is full of lumps. That, that one was like so powder fine. And oh, okay. It was we great. bought the, I bought that, I bought it off beequipment.com. Uh, that's just before I decided to do alcohol washes because I'm crueler than you. And um, is it Maryland University kit? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. It's really yeah. good. It's but brilliant. If you, if you put uh, British icing sugar in a blender mm-hmm. and blitz it, it will do the same thing. Yeah. I'll I'll be more prepared next time. But, I mean, it, it comes in a kit, doesn't it? It's like, it's like in a plastic tub. Yeah. And it's got the the jar with, like, the... It's like a plastic 
jar with a grid. Yeah, a little raw mesh. Yeah, mesh over the top. And it's got a little bottle for squirting water. I just had a water spray that I used. Right. Um, So at the end, um, so you shake, you shake the three, you shake three frames or something, and they give you a little scoop, a little measure to measure the bees out, put them in the, um, the jar, and then you add two tablespoons, which are like two hive tools of icing sugar, screw the top back on, shake, shake, shake. Um, and leave them for a few minutes in the shade, mm. and then you come back and you literally just shake the shake the powder out into the white tub. And as you're shaking it, you can see a oh, mite. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, when you get the water spray, like in a couple of them, I couldn't see many mites, and I was thinking, has this worked? So with the water spray, you just kind of spray down the sugar, and if there are mites in there, they oh, become okay. much more visible. So how many hives did you do? I did all my hives. I did all my hives and all my nukes. What what was your best count? Three. What was your worst? Nine. Nine? Yeah. treat that one? I haven't treated it yet. More than six? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Randy Oliver's thing. We should do mite counts. He's like, do an alcohol wash. You've only got a count of six. More than that. (laughs) You need to do something. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because that's 3%. Of course, yeah. That's great. So how did how did the alcohol wash? Oh, the alcohol wash was great until I uh, accidentally spilled it all over myself. I, I stank to high. <laughs> now the alcohol washes work really well, right? So I, <laughs> oh, I use um, oh, what's it called? Vital. Basically, it's a it's a, an alcohol wash kit. So it's like a yellow container. You get off thorns. They're quite expensive, about thirty quid, but they're well worth it because I'm just too lazy to make my own um same thing so you 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 get a washing up tub or some sort of tub look for a frame of uh, brood or pollen that's where your nurse bees are bang them into the bucket scoop scoop it into the jar um you put you you put put the bees so the 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 kit comes in with a, a container for the for the bees and then you put that container in the in the in the in the jar that's got the alcohol in it. You screw it and you shake it, which kills kills the bees immediately. And you just swirl it around for a couple of minutes, and then you take the sort of cage with the bees out, and then you're left with the alcohol and all the mites have flowed in there. And you just look either look up or look down, just count them. How did how did your bees do? They're all right actually. Most of them were about three, which I was very happy with because mm-hmm. I, I went mad with the oxalic on them. Yeah, did the supplementation with them, and um, I've been splitting them endlessly and cutting out varroa, so um, drone brood, which seems to have kept it mm. down. So, we do my winter treatments. Well, my pre-winter treatments in the next couple of weeks. So, are you using Amitraz? No, I'm using the other one. Oh, Amitraz, yeah, I'm u- using Amitraz. So, I I can't. Amitraz, what's mm. the active in what's the ap- active ingredient in that? I don't know. I'm just using a new one. Yeah, I'm it? using it because it's just new in this country. And I just want to see what it does. But I'm um, I'm going to might wash them. So you got to leave it in for six weeks. Which if I knew if I knew that before I bought it, I wouldn't have bothered. Six weeks. It's not like I've got to leave it until September. So I put it. I, I went. I was away, sunning myself last week. Yes, yeah, so I put it in two weeks ago, and I can't. I've got to take it out in first of September. 
Right. Because it's got to be in for a whole brood cycle. Right. Okay, so it's like Happy Guard. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to take it out. I'm going to do um, more white white washes. I was just going to do the oxalic sublimation. So if you do four treatments five days apart, you'll mm-hmm. you'll do it. You'll you'll get most of the mites with the sublimation. I'm just I'm trying to work out what the I, I can't believe I don't know this the active ingredient in Amatraz, but anyway, it seems to be. Um, Something that's used for. Oh, it's Apiva. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Amitraz is the active is is the yeah. drug. It's Apiva. Is no, that it? No, I'm not using Apiva. You can maybe look at what I'm using, now, aren't you? Hang on a sec. Holy. Oh, here holy. we go. Here's our trusted website. Our trusted blog. Um, <laughs> We're so prepared. What are you doing? No, it's just. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just. It's no, because, yeah. you know, what you what you choose to treat with at this mm. time of year. I mean, I've used Max in recent as well. I I went back to um, Apigard briefly, but it just took so long. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's do why it. I don't. I don't like Apigard. Once you get over, well, I've, I'm like right. So I'm going to sound really lazy, but once you get over like six hives, putting those trays in, it's just, yeah. just a bit of a pain in my neck. Whereas this thing, I just put the strips in, leave it six weeks, take it out, job done. Yeah. Um, I've done that. I use Max. I like Max. I think Max is quite good. Mm. Um, I like my Oxalic Canon. That's good. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So It is actually, I think. Why? It, so my bees were treated with that on the 27th of December. Mm. They've had no Varroa treatment really? at all and until now i haven't done anything else with any of them and your highest was nine mm. is that one hive yeah it was really more over six no wow that's good then, yeah it? it was just that one where i thought oh god I need to do something here and then i was thinking well what do i do i mean there's no more honey now so i've got but that's the, options but that's the great thing about doing those roles is mm. you know you're not looking at you know you're not looking at a screen bottom board going well is that right? Because the screen bottom board, it's like how many mites have fallen off? But you know what? My bees seem to clean everything off there. So I'll, I'll do a five-day Varroa drop through the tray, on the tray. I'll go back, take it out. There's nothing on there. It's like someone's come along with, you know, the vacuum cleaner and cleaned it all up. <laughs> so, I mean, that's completely... But, they, but I find that the board, that board, because, you're, you're, you know, you get that board out and then you have to sit there counting... Going through with debris trying to find a mite. Whereas you do an alcohol wash or a sugar roll. You don't have to look for it, do you? minutes and you can count it and you, you've got a reasonably, I know it's not perfect, but you've got a, you know, so you've gone through yours and you go, well, it's two, three, four, five. Oh, this one, nine. I've got to treat that one. Yeah. Immediately. So the alcohol ones are the most accurate, is that right? Apparently, yeah. So the sugar ones are still more accurate than... The board. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's instant. Well, I loved that. You're removing phoretic mites. You're actually moving live mites, not ones that have accidentally fallen off or been rubbed off or died. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it doesn't kill the bees. I've never actually done it. So what happens when you let the bees out then? Do they just sit they're a, a bit, bit stunned? They're a bit pissed off, frankly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you, I, you know, just kind of tip them back on the frames, on the top of the frames, and um, they all they're all in a ball, and they all seem to go, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> and just kind of go back down. Yeah, they all look like into sort of nineteen eighties rock yeah, party. They're all like white. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it, it doesn't kill them. And I mean, I. I would have, I mean, not that I would have an issue with with killing some bees for the benefit of mm. the colony, like with testing for Nazima. Yeah. You know, that's what 30 I've done bees it. I've actually stuck to, to the alcohol wash. Mm. I, I do, every time I go up, I do one hive. Once you get once you get over the, the nervousness of what happens if I get the queen by mistake, mm. you just got to kind of make sure you don't. That's why shaking it into a bucket is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look around. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sadly, you kill the bees, but you get a very... So what I found is I'm... I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I kind of know where the problem is, and I... So I kind of go, okay, well, that, that, that... You know, one hive was quite high, but I just went through it because our foundation is it's really easy to cut out drone cones so I'm going to cut out every piece of drone comb I see mm. with sealed drones and then I'm going to do another I'm going to leave it like a week or two and I'm do another thing and it came down yeah so it's stabilised yeah so I'm like okay well I don't need to treat you because you're kind of well I have treated you but I don't need to get my oxide cannon out and yeah. blast it well and and I I mean I know I will be I mean I could just do that now couldn't I instead of yeah you just got to do the f- four treatments five days apart because mm. I I have used usually I use Max but well in the last few years I've used Max but it can be really sa- savage I think and there have been problems I know with queens I lost a queen once but that was only one out of yeah. many hives that I've used it on I mean, Max you I, 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 I as I understand they've changed change the formula oh, that's now. right yeah so i think we've said this but yeah it's not as brutal but um yeah. i wouldn't put it on i'd only put it on a strong hive i wouldn't put it on yeah. a high that's and not in this heat it's going to be hot again Actually, too hot i think to put it in yeah they say not above 28 yeah. degrees i think too hot then. 29 yeah so it is it is too hot actually, this country's good. just what is that crazy it's global warming it's good for you i have a lemon tree at this point <laughs> So what's happy var then? What temperature? Because that's temperature. The th- all the thymol stuff's temperature. I don't know. Given that, oh, do you know what? I've I need don't Google it. I I have completely. I've got this apivar amitraz thing. Apivar and apitraz. Oh, it's apitraz. I've got apitraz. Okay, mm. so apivar and apitraz are two different yes. treatments. The active ingredient in both is amitraz. No wonder I got confused. Anyway, um, I've never used them. No, I haven't. Well, um, what I usually use is uh, Max, and I have used Apigard, and I have used um, what's the oxal- the licensed oxalic acid one? Apibioxil. Bi- yeah. yeah. So that's all I've used. So use the legal license one. Use the legal license one, which has sugar in it, and oh. you can't use it in your... No, I, I use fairy dust. I'm, yes. I use the, the legal fairy dust. <laughs> that a unicorn gave you. Yes. Yes, okay. That's okay then, Paul. Because yeah. apparently oxalic, you're not allowed to use oxalic acid on your beads. It's not licensed. Because it's no. not licensed. It is not licensed. So you shouldn't use it, but you can get off eBay, it's really cheap. But you should only use it then to like wash your uh, your decking. Yeah, to clean your hives. Yeah. 
oxalic acid dihydrate. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I use it to clean my hives. See? Mm. Mm. Really useful. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, one thing I want to talk about now is your bee safari, because you're now... Oh, the bee safari. The living stone of the bee world. I'm going to write a song about the bee safari. Please don't. Um, it's all right, I won't sing it now, because I haven't written it yet. Next time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> bee safaris have been... Actually, the best thing about my beekeeping year. So what is a bee safari? So a bee safari is you come along to Mayfield Lavender in Banstead in Surrey. Google it. It's a beautiful place. It's a 25-acre lavender farm, organic yeah. lavender farm. It's a, a lovely place. And um, so groups of people have been joining me there um, for a... A kind of presentation. Well, it's present. It's not. If a presentation. I came on your safari day, mm. what would it be? What would I experience? What be? What, what would I be delighted by? First thing: lavender lemonade and lavender shortbread. Oh, really? Refreshments on arrival. Yeah, and then you come and sit down, and we have a talk about uh, FAQs or common myths about honeybees. You know what is really funny? I ask people the the first thing I show them. Oh, and I don't use like my laptop or anything for the presentation. I have this old school. I don't know if you. <laughs> this is going back about thirty years. This presentation Sl book I used slate. to do to clients, and you p print the pages and slide them into the plastic, and it's like a little flip thing, a okay. plastic presentation book, and you sit it up like, like an easel. Oh, like a pitch book. Yeah. Oh. It's so just there. I'll show you. I'll show you later. It's it's on that tub underneath that brace comb. Um, so you you come along. Uh, I give you a talk and then we look at the products of the hive and so we taste honey, look at beeswax, taste pollen. Mm. I don't have any royal jelly or propolis or bee venom. Actually, there are six products of the hive. Um, oh, I just realised. Got to rewrite a book now. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you get kitted off in your bee suit and we go and meet P the bees. Purple bee suits. Purple bee suit. Because you've got to have a purple bee suit if you're going on a lavender farm it's it's just been i mean i guess the thing is like when i first decided to do it i thought oh what if we don't get anyone or what if the people who turn up are kind of miserable questioning me and yeah you know kind of think well she doesn't know what she's talking about um but i think if you just approach things from you know the perspective that well this is my experience and this is what i do here yeah um people have been really positive and also i mean you think about it they're self-selecting people who love bees and the best thing is the children we bought these children's bee suits have you, got, you had kids come to it yeah oh wow had eight children so far eight <laughs> i know we i had a little girl from hong kong who was just completely amazing and um another little girl from hawaii who was just who were just so smart so engaged you know, completely knew the score about how bees are under threat and the challenges facing bees. And they are in your field. <laughs> the queens are. Um, <laughs> so it's been a real delight. It's just been a real delight. I mean, they're not finished yet, but um, and it's it's really pushed me as well to kind of make sure I've got all my facts right. How many pounds honeybees and other pollinators contribute to the UK economy every year? Six hundred and fifty-one million. I wasn't testing According you. According to Reading University. Mm. Yeah, you see? 
You've got to know. You've got to know now. these things. It's a bit not more now. People are paying to come on bee safaris. Yeah, that's right. To the experience economy. Six hundred fifty-two million. And I, I hope that, um, I hope that you know, lots of those people will take up beekeeping. I've had a lot of people say that they're there because they're thinking about it. Oh, great. Yeah. So, how many have you run? I don't know, Paul. <laughs> you can't remember how many bees have I've you've had run. forty-three people so far. Forty-three, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Forty-three. I know. It's re- it's been really, it's been great, and just people are so interested in bees. Oh yeah, I was going to say the first page that I put up in my snazzy presentation oh, look is, um, do you know the difference? which is the honeybee, and I have a picture of a wasp, a bumblebee, and a honeybee. Right. It's interesting. A lot of people get that wrong. Would they pick the wasp? They either pick the wasp or the bumblebee. Anyone who's been on a swarm call knows everyone picks a bumblebee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You sure it's not a bumblebee? No. Is it big and fluffy? No. You get there? What is it? Big and fluffy. Big and fluffy in a compost bin. Where is it? It's in a compost bin. The moment they say compost bin, you go, okay, I know what it's going to be. Get over there. You know, it's a little buff bumblebee and, zipping around. And then around. what do you do? What Nothing. Do you... I'm going to be a bumblebee. No, but what do you tell them? There's a bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. I look at them like, with disgust. How do, you, how do you break it to them? <laughs> and one guy was... Not touching it. It's one guy goes... It was in his comp because yeah, but they're in my compost. I said, the bumblebees are not going to do anything. And in the end of the year... They'll go away. Mm. So they'll die and it'll rot down and you do what you want. Can you move it? No. So you move it, you're going to kill it. I don't want to kill it. So if you want to you want to move it when I'm not here, help yourself. I, it's, <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm not going to kill bumblebees. <laughs> I'd love to go on a, a swarm call with you and just <laughs> see. Oh, swarm calls. I mean, I don't. I, I kind of don't do that because because every time I go on a swarm call, it's normally up a tree. Yeah, I remember that one you had on the golf course. Yeah, Where, that's that's not fun. That's not even yeah. funny, actually. Where is it? Oh, yeah, you can reach it. Are you sure I can reach it? Yeah, you get there and it's like ten foot up a tree. Okay, thanks, mate. But it's good when you do it when they're you know two foot off the ground and you just shake them into a box. Oh yeah, and everyone, just cut the cut yeah, the twig yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's people so there's people in the house looking out the window with the windows locked and they you look like Chuck Norris because you just captured this yeah. wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when you've got them like on the sheet with the box or and whatever. they're walking in. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "How did you do that?" So you you be on the bee whisperer. Pheromones. <laughs> So when, when do your uh, so if you want to go on a, a bee safari with uh, Tracy, you go to just Google Mayfield Lavender. It's a be- beautiful place. Um, it is. If beautiful. you live in the UK and you've ever watched a weather forecast, I guarantee you've seen someone reporting from that field. Yes, yeah, just they, the other week. They're always there. They're pro- yes. <laughs> and uh, you, put, you you pay pay Tracy some money, and you get like free lemonade, but apparently apparently biscuits, all the honey you can eat. In fact, I've been plying people with lemonade, cold water, ice cream. Cold because, water? Yeah. Push well, the boat out there, will you? No, no, like mineral water. <laughs> Perrier. No, not Perrier. Um, yeah, because it's been so hot, I've been worrying about people it's great year to launch collapsing. It. I know. You lucked out there. We had, we had rain on. I've had rain on one. Really? Yeah, which was last weekend, Sunday, which was the only rainy day we've had all summer. 
It really rained as well, didn't it? Mm. It did. So it when really it rains, what do you do? Do you bring the breeze indoors? See, what you need now is you need an observation eye, don't you? This, this, well, yeah, actually, that is a great idea. This is when you have to make the choice about, like, you know, education versus honey production. But I only ever open, I mean, I only do one a week because... Did you open the, the four highs? I thought you were going to do the nuke. I, I use a nuke, and that's enough for a lot of people. They've kind of seen what they want to see. Because it's easier to find a queen, isn't it? You can, yeah. Do you, like, really mark them? Oh, yeah. You dip them in a paint with <laughs> bright orange bees. I I don't I don't know. I've never I oh, don't have do. any trouble finding them, but I do I do because I want to know how old they are. So they're really well marked. Yeah, and also when you're trying to do a split in a colony that's about to swarm, it really helps, I guess, to have the queen marks, doesn't it? Yeah, so, I, well I've been marking mine, all of mine. I'm just Yeah. Probably is I've raised I've raised loads now, so I can't find them in the <laughs> Oh, Paul, I'm so jealous. What? You've achieved, so you've basically achieved. You you started okay, every, out saying, yeah, everything this what year. You, yeah. yeah, and you've done it. So I wanted to end the year with a certain number of production hives, a certain number of nukes um, that I use for queen rearing. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got probably more nukes now than I actually need. Well, you know. I'll be giving them away soon because I don't, I don't want them. Oh, God. I'll have one as an experiment. Can I experiment on it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, that wasn't a very... <laughs> if you're Morano, giving yeah. any away... You can have them. I would love if one. I got, if I've got spare, you can have them. I don't yeah. Um, and, well, speaking of goals, I know we're not goals. reviewing the year just yet. Oh, yeah, we do that next week, next yeah. month. But I wanted another apiary. And I oh, yeah, got it. Apiary, I got it and I love I love my new apiary. I've had lime honey there. I've just got chestnut honey this there. This is by our friends from Thames Water. Yes, absolutely. We love Thames Fantastic Water. Fantastic site. Oh god, I love it there. It's so relaxing. I go and I can do whatever I want with the bees. It's not all about honey. <laughs> um well, I mean, that's like a self-imposed thing, isn't it? The honey thing. And I you were saying that just doing that, you've got People offering you more sites. You got more. I've got yeah. more bees. I know what to do. You got more sites. You know what to well, do. Well, this is it. We should talk. <laughs> <laughs> to an exchange. So, but you, yeah. your sites aren't very glamorous, though, are they? Isn't one of them a rubbish dump? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think it's fair to say that um, you've cornered the market in uh, industrial the, beekeeping. <laughs> Insights that other beekeepers probably yeah. wouldn't put their bees on. You well, no, wa- wasteland honey. Wasteland honey. That's what it is. But I tell you, um, at Thames Water in Beddington, um, our great friends at Thames Water. Yeah, I, I love them. They just they completely understand the value of doing this, and they've just laid. You've got to see this. You, you know, when you go through the main gate there, right. they've just laid all this turf, all near. You know, all those kind of buildings, the outbuildings they've got. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, this big area of turf for the geese. So I got there yesterday and there was this huge flock of Canadian geese Oh, there. So I'm I'm there doing my bees and there are these geese just wandering around. They're good. It's, Guard geese. It's bri- I know, actually, that is good. You're only even poking around with big... No, I have to say one of my colonies up there is really, really badly nasty. I got stung three really? times. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> stop. 
<laughs> so what I'm going to do is we're all beaten us. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They are. They're not nasty. They are. They are. You've got the uh, football hooligans of the bees. Do you know, I, I have to, I have to they're defend punks. them because- Last time I spent one of your high, they stole stung. my car. They're terrible bees. <laughs> <laughs> they're crude. <crazy. laughs> I told them to do that. Um, they are nice bees. They've got little hoodies on, face masks. They're terrible. Okay, bee safaris. <laughs> yeah. No one gets stung. Really? No, no one. My bees up there are nice. It's it's this one hive I've got at Beddington. And, of course, they've, they're the ones that have made all the honey. That's right. I think all, all apries need a nasty, nasty hive. Well, they, they're too away. nasty for me. I'm going to have to do something. Otherwise, you idiots put poking around in them. Well, this is the thing. If anyone went up there and tried to tried horseplay, <laughs> whatever. Horseplay? What would it be? <laughs> yeah. Get up there if I'm trying to oh, ride, oh, ride the on. bee. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> They'd regret it. <laughs> but they, um, um, because you've had, I mean, I know in the past, because some of your bees are on quite, it's open to the public. Yeah. And you've gone up there to find, people have taken the lids off to look inside. Yeah. And then run. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where they've dropped the lid. You've got to really worry about the sort of sanity of someone goes, oh, there's a beehive there. I'm just going to take the lid off to see what's in it. Well, I won't even tell you some of the things that have happened this year. I'm Why not? not going to talk about it. Up there. Up up there. Yeah. All right. Up there. So yeah. Just just with uh well, people not understanding that bees sting and you shouldn't walk down into the apiary when the beekeeper's working. Have you had that? You 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 meet some real I wouldn't call them half wits, but I don't really want to overestimate them. Well, it's just I I just worry. I worry for people that they're gonna get hurt, you know. But you're your apiary on that site. So mm. anyone doesn't. Tracy keeps her bees on a site where the general public wander around, but it's really well done because there's like a double, tall, double screened fence. Mm. So you have to walk through like an almost like a little maze to get to your yeah. apiary. Yeah, so with a with a, a a cord and a sign. Yeah, piece of bit of rope which across the door. No so entry. Bees can sting. So you've had people come through that and then get stung. I've had no I haven't had anyone get stung. Just turn up. Just just kind of walk down and I've I've had to say stop, go back. Really? Yeah. I could think of loads of other things to say. Well, you know, Hello. I have to Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hello. I'm ever so impressed with your interest. So I attempt to tempt can't talk now. I attempted just to kick one of the hives. Yes, but for different reasons. Because my beads, I'm tempted, no, no, never, never. No, <laughs> I would never do that. I would kick them because they frustrate the hell out of me sometimes. All right. I've had two nukes, which just, I, I nearly, I, I gave them everything, Paul. I gave them everything I had in me. Really? Yeah. What happened to them? They did absolutely nothing. They kept super, you know, the second supersedure, they dwindled to absolutely nothing. And I just thought, all right, I've had enough. That's what I said to you. I thought, oh, well, no, the polynukes are worth more than the bees. So, yeah, sometimes and I you need the polynukes. Like sometimes you get hives yeah. that just don't want to play ball. Mm. Mm. So, sugar rolls, well, the uh, bee safaris. Bee safaris, great. I've got a problem up there at the moment, um, in, actually, in both apiaries with robbing uh, by wasps. 
So a couple of years ago, I made some robbing screens. No, you've made a blog uh, post. How to? That's, that's one of the most popular posts on that. Is blog. it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Do you know they are? They're so useful. They go for wasps. Well, I put them on for the wasps, and I haven't Ooh. found any more evidence. You make of it out of Varroa screen, didn't you? I made it out of something that I bought from an auto shop, a car shop. It was like it was it was mesh, a small gauge mesh that you could cut. Yeah, I've got yeah. a roll of Varroa mesh. I'm like, I've got to put my. I'm putting, yeah, yeah, I'm, that would work. I'm yeah, put, I'm putting the um, entrance blocks in. Mm. this weekend yeah so see i i've got some i've bought myself some moss traps i'm gonna there's um uh I, the lady who on our she's been posting comments on you can see if you go to the two in one poly nuke review she's been she's saying she's got wasps attacking mm. her mini nukes and she was asking if i lock the lock them it lock the bees in and then put wasp traps do you think that would help and i said well it would help but what I learned last year, because I, I lost nukes to wasps last year, mm. is it's probably easier just to move the nukes yeah. somewhere else until the wasps die down and take them back. So, um, yeah. You obviously can't do that with full size highs, but I'm going to. So, well, when you. So, I don't normally put entrance blocks in, but I've got them now, so I'm going to put them in. Because normally they come in two sizes, isn't they? Like a wider. You put it in the smallest one, or you leave it in the widest entrance block? Um, Would you. Not well. See, I I work on the, I tend to work on the principle that bees like a small front door, right? Um, but I've been I've been worried about them a lot recently because of the heat. I mean, I've been putting wet towels. Really, I've like been putting sauna. wet towels over like in the morning, and you can see, you know, so it drips down and kind of cools the beehives. But actually, this so this is the other thing I learned this year. I was. Um, I put the robbing screens on and I just thought I, I, you know, need to find out what else I can do. And someone said, I think it was honeybee sweet. Mm, that's a great sign. Really good. I, there was a thing about robbing and I, a post about robbing and I said, um, so I, I basically, she said, get, a t get the towel and hang it down so that the bottom of the towel covers the entrance. Ooh. And so straight away I could see, clearly who the robbers were there were some bees robbing by this point who the robbers were and who actually lived in that colony because the ones that live there just go straight up under the towel they know where the entrance is but the robbers are all doing that zigzagging kind yeah. of helicopter flight that they do ducking and diving yeah yeah so that was really that was a really good one and i mean i have read that um, if, if there's a massive, you know, if the problem is so bad, um, that nothing else is working, that you can close the colony and leave it in the shade for, I can't remember how long it is. They've got food and you leave them for quite a long time. So I was going to say 72 hours, but I don't know. I, I've never yeah. done it. I've never done it. I've never wanted to close bees. So I'm, I'm closing down the entrances mm. Saturday. Yeah. And I might, I might make some robbing screens. I think what I'm going to do every year, I'm just going to fit them. I'm just going to put them on as routine. Mm. Yeah. Because. Well, it's no effort, is it? No. And, you know, they do work. So anyway, I had this one colony where bees started robbing it as well as wasps. And I put the robbing screens on, put, the, put a sheet over it, actually, a wet sheet. 
And I came back a few days later and it was, everything was normal. Okay. I just think at this time of year, you've just got to be so careful about opening the hives during the day when there's honey in the supers. I wouldn't know about honey in the supers. <laughs> well, you just, you've got honey. I've got loads now. I've yeah, got enough you... that I, I, I need. Oh, you got it from your nukes. Not from supers, is that what you mean? No, it's all brew frame. I got it all from... Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just... Doesn't matter where it comes from. They just... Those... Yeah, they just filled the brew frame. Have you seen this electric extractor? It's got a great big cage thing that you can attach for extracting even like 14 by 12 frames. Well, your extractor... Yeah, the associations extractor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the associations. That's what we call them now. The associations extractor. Yeah. yeah. Although for some reason, the association bought an extractor so big, no one could put it in their car, apart from you, in your van. Mark bought it. It's great. Blame Mark. Great piece of kit. Actually, people do borrow it. I've got someone coming to get it this weekend. I just hope they treat it with the tender loving care that I do. <laughs> Is it an 11 frame extractor? Nine. Nine. Mm. So you can pretty much do a super in one go. Yeah. It's electric as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was up there with the hand crank one. Mm. I was going to say to you, you should have done it on this one. Oh, it's right. Well, look, there you go. It's right out there. It would have taken, to be honest, it would have taken longer to set it up than it did to, for me just to cut it all up and extract it. I, oh, used the, I love that thing. Because you, you cut the cappings off, don't you? Mm. I, I don't. I use a hot air gun to oh, do you? blast okay. them off. That's great. <laughs> I can just see you doing that. It's brilliant. You've never done it. I ha- I have done it. But I like keeping the cappings. Yeah, you use them, don't you? If you, mm. you're for stuff, wax presentation, yeah. prize-winning wax. So, are you going to enter anything into the honey show? No. Why not? Cause it's effort. Oh God, beekeeping's effort. Yeah, I know. I've, that's, that's, and that's where I'm putting my effort. Um. Okay. <laughs> I can't <laughs> argue with that. So, and and the national honey show is coming up again. I know. I'm going, I'm going to that. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Have they announced all the speakers yet? I don't know, actually. I have to look at the website. No, I'm definitely going to that. should be a hoot. I enjoyed it last time. I thought the um, presentation was really good. Mm. Great location. It'll probably rain for three days, given the wish that's just a good summer. Well, that's okay. We know where that good pub is now. Yeah. What's it? The bear? The bear, Anisha. Yeah. There's a great fish finger sandwich. Great fish finger sandwich, wasn't it? I don't know. You had the, I had the Rubin. Oh. It's a great one of those as well. Yeah. That was good, that place. Yeah. I used to go there when I was about 21. What, that pub? Yeah, because when I first came to the UK, the first place I lived was Isha. Okay. Because I was a nanny to an American family. Tracy Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? God, those kids are frightening me. So, um, yeah, they, they worked for Shell. It was all, all right. amazing. Cool. Blimey, Tracy Poppins. <laughs> I wasn't a very good nanny. But we'll, we'll pass why over that you, why episode you, why of Why wasn't you a good nanny? Hmm? See, if you didn't nanny in now, you could use him as a workforce. Oh, yeah, in I would. You'd I'd have, have making up frames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are we doing this, Tracy Poppins? Right. Oh, we I'd make up a badge that they could get. We've descended into silliness. Now. We have, we have. I think, I think you're tired. I think you need your bed. No, I'm not tired. So, um, so I think we covered most of the things we want to talk about. 
So next show, which should be out beginning of September, now we're back on track, um, we're going to do our roundup. Of the year. Yeah, and then we're going to rope, and then we've, we're going to kind of rope a few people into interviews. We'll get Liz back on, because we like Liz. Love Liz. Also, she has the best location for a podcast. She has a f- an open fire. Yeah, tea and cake. You can't beat that. Um. Yeah, so I, I kind of think we'll end. Cool. So you're going to do the ending. <laughs> I know. Come on, Tracy Poppins. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, it's at the Beehive Jive. Uh, our website is www.thebeehivejive.com. Um, and yeah, we would love to receive any of your comments or ideas. So thanks again for listening. Bye. Cheerio. on um, being bombed <laughs> it's like it's the SAS it's a Brexit evacuation um. <laughs>